0: This is Self Care You with Scott, and on today's show, we're diving into the major issue of homelessness with Andrea and Melissa from Dual due on to others. Now let me set the scene for you. It's 8 p.m. on a weeknight, and you need to leave your house in North Oshawa and get to the 401. You begin to head south on Simcoe, and from there, it starts to wind into Center Street, and it's at this point that you begin to see the largest issue in this community. Drugs, mental illness, homelessness, prostitution. You now find yourself in the downtown core, and if you haven't locked your doors by now, you most likely will by this next stop. This intersection at one time had a TD Bank, a KFC, a convenience store, and now it's empty, except for this little place called Duel. You're on the highway, and you take a moment to relax from that stressful drive, and you say to yourself, man, that downtown needs to be cleaned up. Our two guests today, exactly that dual is a storefront on simcoe that feeds the needy oh yeah that uncomfortable feeling that you had andrea and melissa aren't uncomfortable at all these are two humans that have one goal in mind and that's to better their community this is self-care you and we're about to level up with andrea and melissa from dual All right, I hope everyone's doing well. We have another episode of Self-Care U today with the ladies from Duel, Andrea and Melissa. I'm telling you, this is a great story about a problem that we have in our community that no one seems to be paying attention to. Just so everyone knows, Duel is a storefront that helps the needy. They feed them with meals, even open the doors just to get them out of the cold. They're located at 454 Simcoe Street South. And donations can be made at 905-213-9586 or dualgroup2018 at gmail.com. So let's just get into this conversation. I'm really excited to have Andrea and Melissa from Dual On today's episode, we have the great minds behind Duel, Andrea and Melissa. Ladies, how are we tonight? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Melissa, how are you? I'm excellent, sir. How are you? I'm really good. You know, it's cold out there and I know that I'm, I'm keeping you away from, from doing what you guys do best, which is helping those that are in need. So I won't take too much of your time, but I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for the opportunity to chat about dual. I really wanted to paint a picture for our community. I feel a lot of people are unaware of our homeless situation in our community and how out of hand it's getting. Andrea, I was really hoping maybe you could take a moment, just help our listeners understand exactly what it's like out there.
1: Well, it is really cold right now. Um, it's about today, it's about, feels like what, minus 28. We have a warming centre here in Oshawa and uh, we have opened our doors to let these people come in and get warm. It's extremely cold out there, especially now that there's a lockdown and these people don't have anywhere to go um, besides walking through the streets and hoping there's a place for them to come in and get something warm and food or things like that.
0: I've done a little bit of reading and understood that Mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, soup kitchens and things of that nature have shut down and leave no resources for the homeless people in our community. Is that right?
1: Yes. So a lot of people have closed down like food banks, even some food kitchens and stuff like that. But some of them have been providing through just basically handing it out through the door they get a meal, but they also got to eat it out in the cold.
0: Yeah. And eating outside in minus 20 weather is never ideal, obviously. No, it's
1: not. It's not. So then they don't have places like Tim Hortons or McDonald's or, or any places like that to go into and, and get a coffee at at a certain time of night. There's really um, not really many places for them to get food out there right now.
0: It's such a difficult situation, and Melissa, I want to get you into the conversation. I'm really, under, you know, interested in understanding how you met Andrea.
2: Oh, geez. <laughs> I actually met Andrea through one of her coworkers. Who uh, Andrea was doing a ball drop type of thing and raising uh-huh. money, and each month she was donating to a different charity, and her coworker. And I have been friends on Facebook for quite some time. And she's been following me on Duo because I've done this just over three years prior to meeting Andrea, but out of my vehicle. And when Andrea heard about it, there are some things in her life that touched home with her life and how it went with the path she had to travel. And that became a double draw. And then it went from there with the two of us going out almost nightly after she was done work and her meeting the people. And what happened was it takes a special kind of heart to be able to deal with seeing addiction, mental health, being called names. And at the very next turn of the head, being told they love you. Uh, There's a lot of problems and it's, it's hard to understand and some people don't have tolerance for it. I am lucky enough to be one to see through and see the beautiful souls that are in those minds and heads and the states that they're in and andrea just happened to be a match and it's worked out yep daily ever since we have grown together and Mm -hmm. very thankful for the fact that we could partner up so we could be able to afford the building right
0: (laughs) what an awesome situation you know melissa you might not know but i grew up directly in what is probably our most uh problem area i guess i grew up going to school at ea level right across from memorial park I spent time over at Midtown Mall it is I used to get you know my fish and chips from there I used to go to school at Central so I'm definitely well aware and I feel you become acclimated from it but I feel a majority of our listeners just don't get how serious it is because they just drive by the downtown core for 30 seconds until they get onto the highway or whatever it may be but I'm interested to hear a little bit more about you being in your vehicle what types of things were you doing were you giving out food were you giving out you know blankets for these cold nights things of that nature.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. I was in my vehicle and I would take out one meal a night, usually Mm -hmm. something just small, but uh, temperature rated. So, you know, in the summertime, obviously nothing hot like soup type of thing. Right. In the wintertime, something to warm them up. We always had hot chocolate, water, as well as coffee, that type of thing. And I always took out first aid. blankets Um, blankets clothing shoes boots that type of thing everything was in my car it was horrible (laughs) I couldn't put any passengers in the car but you know sometimes it was just as simple as a conversation to let them know as they sat in a cold dark stairway alone Mm -hmm. that someone out there cared and that they were worth it and let them warm up in my van for 10 or 15 minutes and wow. it's, 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 made a whole lot of relationships yeah. of different shapes and forms, but I loved every single one of them.
1: And Melissa has been doing this for a long time. Actually, she's been doing this for about, th- almost, I think almost four years now. Wow. Um, okay. She's been actually that woman that drive around in her blue minivan with the signs that said dual that were stolen from her van, but she has gone out of her way. I have seen the amazing things that she's done for the people in the community. But yeah, when I met her, I thought, oh, my God, you know, um, what am I doing? And my co-worker told me about this lady and I reached out and I, I fell in love with the people out there. I really liked the feeling of helping somebody uh, sure. when they needed it.
0: Well, and just because you're going through a tough time doesn't mean that you should be frowned upon or looked down upon or not even treated like a basic human being where we just forget about you and hope that you're going to live under the bridge and, and until you just drift away. Like that's ultimately right. what it is with our society now. You two obviously are out there helping and trying to raise awareness. Yes. I really want to know about Dual and exactly what you're doing for the community. Andrea, Melissa, okay. maybe you can help me understand that.
1: Yes, so before that, so when we were driving around with the van and giving out food, it became a bylaw that you couldn't cook food in your kitchen or any place in your home or provide those kind of meals. So then you can only deliver like pizza, or we would spend money on McDonald's because it was prepackaged food that we were allowed to give to the homeless. And this was starting to cost us quite a bit of money, you know, $80 every second day to get cheeseburgers at McDonald's. And and then we decided, hey, you know what? Let's let's try to figure something, a different solution. And that's when Duo came along.
0: It was a bylaw or a health regulation that you couldn't make food at your house and then transport it in your vehicle to give to other people?
2: That's right. They needed the food had to be prepared in a certified kitchen.
0: It's a little, a little bit ridiculous, but... You know,
2: considering it's the same people that if, if they need, they will literally, we've seen it hundreds of times, pick something out of a garbage and eat it.
0: Yeah. Like I used to live you in an apartment building where we had big complex bins where every night you'd have a homeless person just running through it. But we're worried about, you know, the sanitary issues and whether or not they're going to be able to eat healthy, Absolutely. healthy food or not. Like it, it's about nutrition at this point in time. It's about making sure that they have enough energy to make the right choices. So they don't make any more bad choices or have any issues to deal with and have a clear mindset, right? That's what ultimately it's about. I, I at least oh, completely agree. Yeah, 100%.
2: absolutely.
0: So I really want to know about Dual. I'm really intrigued by it because, like I said, I'm from that community. I went to Simcoe Hall uh, Settlement House all the time. I know your area fairly well, and I live in that area now. So I'm interested to hear about the work that's being done in our community. Maybe someone can help help me understand exactly what's going on with Dual.
2: Okay. Well, we open our doors we we've wiggled our hours around quite a bit we were trying to fit in time for programs and time for meals and time for warming Mm -hmm. but the problem is is we ran out of time at home because there's so much more that happens when when you're working in the evening so many businesses are closed and some of our people that come off the street just need sometimes just a hand to hold to go down to the Uh, doctors, whether it be we've had from the way they were treated. So they're not comfortable to go to mental illness Mm -hmm. that he doesn't need to go. Right. So what we did is we adjusted our hours from 10 PM until 7 AM, which rarely happens 7 AM. Usually it's noon or 3 PM type of thing, depending on the situation. We get the odd day where we get to run, but, you know, we're, we're more geared to climate yeah. right now. We have a lineup for instance of about five people standing outside and we don't open for an hour and they know that, but they want that seat in here because there's such a lack yeah. of space to put them in. So other than cornerstone opening the doors because of the extreme cold alert, yeah. we literally have an, uh, out of the cold beds where people can go in and go, Lay down immediately
0: wow, for 15
2: okay. people. Yeah. We can have 15 in here at this point in time. Yeah. So there is literally 30 people that can get in out of the cold. So duo stepped up. And if we have to today, when yeah. I was here around 10 o'clock a.m. one of our people yeah. that usually frequent <laughs> the building at nighttime came up and just stood in our doorway just kind of taking a break from the wind and whatnot. Yeah. And so we. Oh, I saw him, I opened the door and let him come in, have a coffee, warm up, and out the door he went again 20 minutes later. they. I find mm-hmm. our street people are generalized. They are not looked at for who they can be, who they were. There are multitudes of reasons mm-hmm. why they are this way. Unfortunately, it generally goes, I will say, a massive amount of addiction. but I can tell you without being a certified social worker, a lot of the addiction is because of something trauma from the past, whether, you know, it be in their home life, whether it be something in their own head, exactly abuse. Abuse. So I see these people by the time you meet them the third or fourth time, you've gained a little trust and they start telling you little things. And I don't poke for it because it's their privacy, mm -hmm. but through that, as far as i'm concerned it's the same way you meet someone new in your life and you become friends with these people they're not clients no we don't charge for anything andrea and i are not yeah. funded we pay for this building ourselves 100% and everything else is based by the community it's just amazing what yeah. they yeah, built yeah what
0: a, what an amazing thing you guys are doing and for our listeners i want them to understand that We've been working on this for almost a month now. And that's just us getting together because the demand is so high for you and not just the demand, but the need, the care, the kindness that you have to open your doors when you don't need to open your doors. Or, for instance, last week we're talking about, you know, recording and we we have to push it because there's a snowstorm Mm -hmm. and the pressure on you is to open the doors. So. Well done on that. I'm really excited to see who's going to go, but but I used to work for the University of Ontario in the downtown Oshawa course. So I was at the Regent Theatre Campus. From my desk, I'd look out the window and I would see St. Vincent's and I'd see the lineup Mm -hmm. all the time for for food. And I'm just wondering, where does all the food come from? Does it come through donations? Are you purchasing it out of pocket? Are we fundraising? What's happening mm -hmm.
1: there? So what happened was me and Melissa we majority have gotten uh, the food in the beginning. We've, you know, we've supplied a lot of the food out of our costs of our pockets. And then we reached out for some donations in the community. They started giving us, you know, some food and stuff like that. But then we knew it wasn't gonna be enough because we were starting to get dip into our personal money from our own household uh, bills that we pay, our rent, all our stuff. So we started like, oh boy, this is, we're getting into our own personal money to buy food. Um, so then we reached out to Feed the Need before we opened Duo and we told them what we were doing. And they decided to come over and to our grand opening and they started to donate food to us every week. So we received food from Feed the Need. We've received food from people from our community, people that have donated meals, um, restaurants that have donated meals to us as well. It's been really nice to have that, that support from our community and especially from Feed the Need.
0: Wow. So Feed the Need is obviously supporting you with a large portion of your food. People can fundraise Absolutely. or donate money where you guys could purchase food or Dual could purchase food. But I'm interested also in understanding what the meals look like. So I am obviously understand what a homeless person has and what they don't have. So when I'm a kid, I look out my window and I see someone going through my garbage and they're eating my old leftovers. I'm wondering what they're getting at, dual. What kind of nutrition are they getting when they're there?
1: For one, a lot of them have some health issues. We know that. But a lot of them have really bad teeth, even certain breads they can't chew um meats they can't chew you know so we actually could make sure that they have like a vegetable um a protein they get uh a dessert they get fluids they get everything that i would be making at home for my family we have spaghetti one night we do spaghetti we do taco tuesday we have a big breakfast in the morning. The breakfast- We've had barbecued, steaks. Yes, we oh, had barbecued, barbecued steak. steak. Yes, okay. we barbecued steak. Okay. We got a donation um, once again from somebody from the community. We had barbecue for them. We've done chicken. Uh, they have they from like I said from feed the need and then what we buy. Um, they do eat really well, especially in the morning. We provide. I make pancakes. We do oatmeal, cereal, bacon and eggs. We make sure that their bellies are full. Right. They have snacks as well in between and fruit. We give them bananas, oranges, and they love it. They, it reminds them as kids when they were younger, like, you know, having bananas and oranges. They don't get that outside. You know, so- they get like a sandwich from other, other sources of food and stuff like that.
0: I imagine that you have a lineup right now. We're an hour out from opening, which means absolutely shit because you guys open your door whenever you feel the need to help somebody, but there's five people, maybe 10 people out there now, but I imagine, yes, it's about nutrition and yes, it's about food, but I I imagine it's gotta be about camaraderie and good people and, and having a place to go and feeling safe in your, in your community and knowing that there's going to be people there to talk to because the value of having a conversation is so important as well. I imagine that's, That's kind of the way you're thinking. Yeah,
1: it is. Because, you know, when we first started this, uh, we really didn't know what we were really going to get involved with. We knew we knew the situation, but we didn't know we were going to get deep, deep involved. Uh, We started to have some volunteers and some of them just don't understand a lot of their addictions or they look at them like they're they don't really exist in our in our world, or they're they're like a parasite, or they're yeah, gross, they're or they have a disease, yeah. or they're scary. Oh my God! Did this person do something? Is it, you know? Why are they in this situation? They must have they must have stole, or they must have went to jail, or they must abuse their wife, or they. There's just so many stories that people make up, but really they don't give the chance to actually get to know that person. We all forget that we all have souls. They, and there are human beings as well. And it just if they actually anybody just took the time to like get to know somebody, they'd be blown away.
0: Right. And then
1: maybe they would look at them differently.
0: You know, I, I coach basketball in this community. I've said it a couple of times on our show, and, and I do it so that I can mentor youth and let youth know that how important it was when I was a kid. My basketball coaches, I grew up without a father, and it was very important for that mentorship to be there. And I don't care how old you are, if you don't have something and you demand something Mm -hmm. and you're looking for that mentorship, like yourself and Melissa are offering, it can be so impactful. It can help Mm -hmm. someone, it can help someone that is on the ledge, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and they're looking to make the wrong choice. You know, it can uh, definitely help somebody and put them back on the right path. But this is great because Melissa, I really wanted you to help me out with the stigma that our community has. And that is that at nighttime, all the you know, for lack of a better term, scary people come out. But yet, you know, you and Andrea dedicate your time during these hours. And I just was interested to understand how the respect is for yourself. Are you guys running into situations where people are being disrespectful? Does the community protect you?
2: 100%. We have a lot of people. Actually, it was kind of exciting for me because this, the senior buildings across from Memorial Park, I'm not sure whether they were just happy that a lot of them chose to, Path down this way towards our building. So that got rid of them out of the park area. Or there are a couple that I deal with that on a regular basis that actually donate to Duo and they are so grateful and say, You're doing, you know, an amazing job. And it's so sad. So, I mean, there are people out there that have a beautiful heart that can see and are patient and they live through, I am guilty of not posting a whole lot on the duo page, Mm -hmm. but I don't like to expose their lives until I know they're comfortable with that. Sure. Uh, I wouldn't want, right. I wouldn't want to be, you know, blasted all over the internet, whether it be a name or a story, if I was at the lowest of my lows type of thing. So I do keep a lot of things under hat. Um, We've had some really big success stories and, really heart-wrenching moments that I do post uh, um, finding people you know overdosed and whatnot that we've thankfully been able to bring back but the majority of the people we have for instance when we moved into the building the plumbing was older and whatnot (laughs) and we had issues with the plumbing we won't get into details because it's plumbing Um, so we had a problem where we gave them the option we have to close the washrooms but we will keep the doors open so you can stay inside or we have to close the building until the plumber comes the next day. They chose to keep the building open. Mm -hmm. Where does one go as much as I think it was gross straight out. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Where does one go if you have to use a washroom Mm -hmm. and there are no washrooms here. So we've had issues outside where there's been, Mm -hmm. you know, the real of it is they've had, they've had to go to the washroom outside. Mm -hmm. Um, the good part of it is there are so many people in here that respected that came back cleaned it up but in the meantime a neighbor let's say was walking a dog and happened to see it they have we've had angry letters stuck to our door (laughs) we've had uh people screaming at us we've had them throw then, their garbage at our. Place. Oh, yes. yeah. Garbage, yeah. Uh, kick the garbage around and yeah. kick it all towards Duo. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of negative, yeah. but as soon as we open the door, those people's faces that we're here to help, I know the real story. And you know what? I don't want them to know about those negative people. Yeah. I want them and I explain the situation to them when they see the nasty letters or have somebody yelling at them. I explain it to them why they're upset, whether it be, you know, a dog could walk and get a needle in their, in their paw. Um, Children shouldn't be looking at fecal matter on a, on a sidewalk, that type of thing. But this is where our system really needs to step up, which is just a huge story and way too much to get into tonight, but long and the short of it is they need, these people need guidance, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you never bite the hand that feeds is a saying. And it, it it's like, they know that. Because when we have a mess and somebody's yelled at me or they see, I have a multitude of pictures on my phone Mm -hmm. that my, my sidewalk has been shoveled before I even look out the window in the middle of a snowstorm, because they take the shovel out of the front and go outside. They come back, they clean up the backyard. They do this, they they do that. They help, they sweep, they mop. They carry our stuff in. They're good. So we respect them and they respect us.
0: And you know what? That's what we're talking about. That's what self-care you is about. And that person, that neighbor that was upset about whether someone went to the washroom on the street, just walked down the street for goodness sakes. Like in your community. There's
1: no washrooms outside though. Like I I walked the streets a little bit just to see, and I have Crohn's and I can't imagine one of those people having the same illness as me and not being able to use the bathroom. I, I honestly, I wanted to do like to go out and be homeless for a whole night and sleep at a park and, and, and experience the, the, the outside, the cold and all that. But then what held me back was I couldn't find any bathrooms. Right. And I, I, I was stressed that I was going to have accidents. What do I do in that situation? You know, and then I, I started to meet people that, that are elders outside on the street over 68 years old. Um, you know, needing pull-ups and us handing them a bag of pull-ups. And I'm thinking, wow, this is just this really happening out there. Like, we yeah, just the
0: basic stuff. necessities of life. They don't And have. especially
1: with this, out- this, this lockdown and the pandemic, you know, and they're all worried about like contamination touching and, and not doing this. And why aren't, this, why aren't they just provide some t- uh, portables out there for these people? You know, and then be able to take care of that in situation. But instead, they're not. They're they like I said. They can, they have to go. They got to go.
0: Because we're all about leveling up. I want to know yeah. what's next for Dual. What's in the future? What are we planning? You know, the bigger and better things to make sure that the community is aware of what the work that is that you're doing for our community.
2: Well, March thirty first is the end of. Usually, depending on weather, but generally speaking, the date of March 31st is the end of the out of the cold programs. Correct. Of course, we're not, we're not funded, we're not nailed down. So, I mean, you know, if April 3rd, there's an ice storm or it's cold, of course, we're going to open our yeah. doors. Right. But as the warmer weather runs in, we have some ideas, which I don't want to say no. right now, which is going to, which is going to show these yeah. people time management i'm hoping as to this this could earn them some money and Mm -hmm. duo Mm -hmm. and we're going to do it in the duo building and it will be considered like a job you will have a time you will have money um you know given to you at the end and it'll, it'll be claimable everything will be above board we also have a lot of programs whether we have a ladies day or a movie night or that type of thing We want to bring in the programs because I don't want to see them after the warm weather comes just, okay, go. We're out of the cold weather. Mm -hmm. People get back down on the street. We have this building and we want to use it. And we're
1: we're still have the kitchen and we're going to be providing meals like we do every day. And we do deliver it outside. Like we just don't only feed out of duo. We actually feed out of, um, you know, we go by the van sometimes and we go and drive and deliver food to people that we know that don't come to the building that they prefer to be already on the streets and they're in their area. They already have their setup. They don't want to leave because their stuff will be stolen. Right. Yes. So we do provide meals for people outside as well as a dual. And we're going to continue that in, in the summertime. And maybe even with the lockdown over, we can have some programs and have some people cooking in there as well and to provide for the community as well. That's awesome
0: stuff. I don't doubt that you guys are going for a long period of time that you're going to be helping these people that need food or whatever it may be. Friendship. Mm -hmm. Andrea, maybe you can help me understand one thing. I know you and I had this awesome conversation about these 50 fifties you run, and I don't want to take too much of your time, but maybe you could give us a little bit about these 50 fifties that you used to do, or maybe you're still doing them.
1: Well, I don't do them as much anymore because now that I'm doing this, like being part of this organization, I just, I, I know there's some rules about um, this kind of thing. I actually started doing this 50-50 for people. I went to work one day and I, I, I said, I'm going to sell 50-50 and I'm going to give it to a charity, which was a pet chair, an animal shelter was my first uh, donation. And then I donated to another organization called Starfish, which works, with, works also with the settlement house as well. I then met Melissa and I helped her um, also with a donation. And then I kind of stopped because now we were working on a project together.
2: We've run GoFundMes now so and whatnot. We do
1: GoFundMe oh, okay, and we do the raffling of the baskets or like a bidding auction and stuff like that. I started getting people hating me saying that I was running a lottery, a lottery house and stuff like that. But I honestly I did the 50 50, but I also gave prizes. I spent $350 out of my own paycheck um, every month to buy prizes for the winners, because I felt like these healthcare workers were so stressed. I'm a a PSW and I work in a nursing home and I noticed like my coworkers were so tired. So, so like not smiling anymore and laughing anymore. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to throw some prizes in there you know, some beauty things. And I would reach out to companies and, and other businesses to get like little certificates. And then people started loving this because they were getting prizes and, and it became like a family thing. I had people call me and say, Oh, I can't wait to see it live I me and my family and I are ready to sit there. And they loved it. And, and it's also it was the money that I was collecting was for these people. You know, I, I wasn't stealing money or doing a 50 50 to put in my, our pockets. It was like, to buy food or to to get pay for an uber to take them to the doctors yeah. or to get them like you know a, a pair of boots that I, that this person has size 14 or 16 and and we and they don't have the size and we would go purchase them a pair of winter boots right so but yeah so the 50 50 became really good but now we've kind of you know doing raffles and yeah dialed it back
0: boots. a bit and You know, I want to make sure that I don't take too much of your time because I know that there's people waiting on us. So maybe we can provide some information on how about how people can get in touch with Dual.
2: The main number for the Duo line for a phone number is 905-213-9580. And we do have multiple people, which is awesome, asking if we take donations, we do. Uh, we can either take a check to the address or a lot of people nowadays obviously want to e transfer, which the email, if I can say it on here, is duo Duo Group.
0: Dual group. Two, yep.
2: Yeah, 2018 at gmail.com.
0: Okay. And on Facebook as well?
2: Yes, we are on, on Facebook as well, Duo Group. And we're located at 454 Simcoe Street South.
0: Right.
1: And we're open at 10 o'clock at night.
0: For those that are listening, people that are in our communities, let's get it together. Let's help these ladies out. They're doing it on their own. They're literally doing everything on their own with no facilitation from anyone else. Andrea, Melissa, I appreciate your time very much. Thank you for talking to me about obviously a major issue in our community. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you for helping us get the word out there. Yes. Thank you so much.
0: No problem. Be well. I really wanna take the opportunity to thank Melissa and Andrea from Dual for chatting with us about the homeless situation in our community and understanding that there is more that needs to be done. Think about this, think about minus 30 weather and you're huddled up, you're freezing, and you start to think that there's nobody here that wants to help. That's exactly what Andrea is saying when she says this.
1: There's just so many stories that people make up, but really they don't give the chance to actually get to know that person. We all forget that we all have souls and there are human beings as well. It's just, if they actually, anybody just took the time to like, get to know somebody, they'd be blown away.
0: This is clearly an issue in our community that needs to be resolved. And a lot of us just let it go and pretend like it's just going to take care of itself. So I really appreciate Andrea and Melissa for the work that they are doing. I very much want to thank you for tuning into another episode of self care. You And just want to remind everyone that if they happen to know about someone that's leveling up or doing something amazing, feel free to drop us a line at selfcareu at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at selfcareu underscore level up. This is Self Care and we definitely leveled up today with Andrea and Melissa from Duel.